sometimes controversial, always politically incorrect, and pro-life without exception, without compromise, and without apology. It's the Pro-Life America podcast with your hosts, Sarah Waits and the president of Life Dynamics, Mark Crutcher. Hello, guys. Welcome to the show. As you heard, I'm Mark Crutcher, and I am joined by Sarah Waits. Hello, everyone. Who lurks on the other side of the desk here, <laughs> as she always does. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that's, that's your lurking <laughs> That's music. my lurking sound, yeah. <laughs> right. That's great. Thank you. It does sound like, like an alligator lurking around waiting for something. Well, I can't really take credit for that. That's the Jaws theme song. Yes. So John Williams is actually the one who gets credit for that. Oh, really? Okay. Well, that's great. <laughs> We've got a pretty serious subject to talk about today. Of course, I don't know if you can have an, a non-serious subject when it relates to the killing of children, but anyway, this is a particularly odious one. And it's the issue of women, uh, and we've dealt with this a lot because we've dealt with a lot of women over the years that have had abortions. The number of women that are forced to have abortions, the abortion industry talks about choice. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, a lot of the women who have abortions in this country do it because they don't feel like they have any choice. Yeah. Somebody else is making the decision for them. Yeah. In fact, the new season of Love is Blind has just come out. And I know, Mark, you don't watch any of those shows. You don't have Netflix at all. Have you ever heard of Love is Blind? No, I have not. Okay. So Love is Blind is actually a kind of a neat concept. It's not like your typical dating show in that people are sitting on two sides of a wall and they can't see each other. So when you're going on quote, quote, date, you're just basically talking to someone who's in another room and you're getting to know the person without being biased at all by any of their looks. And season two just came out. But in season one, there was a woman who in the second episode tells the person that she's, you know, blind dating about the abortion that she had and how she was coerced. And we're going to go ahead and play a clip for that for you guys, because me just reading the quote of what she said really can't do it justice. So here's what she had to say. I told him, I think I might be pregnant. And immediately he's in problem solving mode. Well, how are we going to fix this? Like, it wasn't. Oh, God. No, I got you. I, I, I know to... where you're at. I know what's going on. I was still learning, you know, what it meant to be in love with somebody. And because I loved him so much, I, I had an abortion not exactly something that's like I'm proud of. After the fact, we're just talking and like I'm telling I'm like I'm trying to explain what I'm going through like I'm having a really hard time getting out of bed in the morning. I don't eat. I get, I'm not really sleeping. Just, this was supposed to be my other half and his reaction he goes why don't you just get over it? You just need to get over it already like move on. That is the last thing in the world you want to hear like I need to know if a situation like that comes up and an unexpected pregnancy happens, I'm not going to be, I, I won't be forced to choose. I can't survive that again. Like I, just, I, it would destroy me. Hearing that, it just rips you apart. As I mentioned a moment ago, we've had a lot of interaction over the years with women who've had abortion, basically just because of the nature of the pro-life work we do. Mm -hmm. And... What she's saying here is not the exception. This is no. extremely common. Mm -hmm. And there are several things we need to address here. First off, 
there's the old, what we call the big lie theory. And this was pushed by the Nazis, Joseph Goebbels, who was their minister of propaganda mm -hmm. during World War II. And he always defended the Nazis' lies by saying, look, we'll get people to believe them. Mm -hmm. They'll believe it because we tell them to. And the bigger lie you tell somebody, and the more often you repeat that lie, the more people will believe it. And it's called the big lie theory. And it's been proven time and again. And the biggest lie that the abortion industry has told is that legalized abortion is something that profits women. Mm -hmm. If you go back and look at the historic feminist position on abortion, starting, say, in the mid-1800s, yeah. these women, almost without exception, mm -hmm. matter of fact, I never heard a feminist leader from those days, a women's rights leader from those days, mm -hmm. who defended legal abortion. They were all opposed to legal abortion. Yeah, Whether you're talking about Susan B. Anthony. Susan, yeah, Elizabeth Cady Stanton, mm -hmm. uh, Victoria Woodhull. You know, you just go down the line. Yeah. They were all vehemently opposed to legalization of abortion mm -hmm. because they recognized that it demeans women mm -hmm. and that the people that it profits are sexually predatory and sexually irresponsible men. Mm -hmm. And when you see and you hear things like what you just played there and you listen to these women that we've dealt with all over the, all of the years, mm -hmm. you see that's true. Yeah. Well, it wasn't even until the 70s, kind of, when the feminist movement was hijacked by the abortion rights movement. We talked about this in a previous episode. I'll put the link in the description. When now embraced abortion and put it as part of its constitution that they were trying to get out there and get people to support, it literally caused a huge uproar within now. Women left. So historically, the feminist movement has not been pro-choice so-called feminist movement, and I call it neo-feminism, but it, yeah. it's not even really that. Yeah. But they voluntarily allowed themselves to be co-opted by big abortion. Mm -hmm. The abortion lobby had come along by that point and seen that there were eugenics advantages to legalized abortion, plus there was a lot of money to be made in it. Yeah. And so they co-opted the women's movement and made it so that today the argument basically is amongst that group of people Abortion is women's rights. Abortion is the cornerstone mm -hmm. of women's rights. And you'll actually hear them say, if you don't have legal abortion, you don't have anything. Yeah, recently there was the South by Southwest Festival, which you, you want to know who they invited to this? Oh, don't uh, get me started on Austin, Texas. <laughs> Alexis McGill, the president of Planned Parenthood. And she was sitting there with the panel host, which was, drumroll please, <laughs> Busy Phillips, the oh, woman Lord. who ranted about abortion. Hey, put a link to that rant. I will put a link to that rant, and I'll also put a link to the video that I'm going to mention next. But anyway, they're talking about abortion and how states are restricting abortion or making abortion illegal. And they're talking about basically, you know, we need to let women know that their lives depend on abortion laws and what's at stake and let them know the rage and all this as if abortion and women's rights are synonymous. Well, I would argue that, um, and it's not an argument. I mean, it's obviously a fact. If they're mm -hmm. going to say that without legalized abortion, women are second-class citizens and can't succeed in life, and if they're going to make all those statements... We're destined to live barefoot and pregnant and destitute. Right. Yeah. And that would be completely discounting all the legal advances women have had outside of abortion. You can't say that if we take abortion away, women are going to go to the dark ages. That's just simply not true. Yeah, we had a, there were a lot of problems. 
yeah, absolutely. that the so-called feminist movement needed to address and the whole country needed to address. But we don't have so many of those things anymore. Well, you know, people say, well, there's still problems to be solved. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there are. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But let's put things in perspective. You're talking about years ago when I was a kid, I remember that a woman could not buy real estate mm -hmm. without the approval of her husband. Yeah. She couldn't get a credit card. There were all sorts of things that women were prohibited, sometimes by law, from doing. And I even remember when I was a kid thinking, why should a woman not be allowed to buy a real property or buy a house or buy land mm -hmm. if she wanted to without the approval of her husband? Mm -hmm. Why would that be? So yeah, there were a lot of things that needed to be addressed. But you don't literally throw the baby out with the bathwater. And that's what the so-called feminist movement did. Mm -hmm. And they violated the precepts of the traditional feminist groups out there and feminist leaders. Again, this was the big lie they told. And because they've told it over and over again, and the media has helped them tell it, mm -hmm. it's sad to me how many younger women, let's say women under the age of 40, mm -hmm. believe that nonsense. And how many of them are suffering from the feminist movement, not only turning a blind eye towards what's going on, but completely sweeping under the rug the damage that legalized abortion is doing to women. Whether it be abortion injuries, whether you're talking about the link between abortion and breast cancer, or this, abortion coercion. And there's other issues as well. But I think one of the most important things to realize about this issue of women being forced to have abortions and by the way, there was a study, I don't have it in front of me, and so I can't cite it, but a study that Planned Parenthood even did several mm -hmm. years ago, showing that I think it was 64% of their abortion patients or customers mm -hmm. admitted that they were being coerced into having the abortion by someone else in their family. Yeah. Either the boy who got them pregnant or their father or mother or somebody else in their family was coercing them. They didn't want the abortion. Somebody else wanted it. Mm -hmm. So the abortion industry knows that this is going on and that it's extremely common. There is a tape of a National Abortion Federation conference. We've talked about it before mm -hmm. where clinic directors and clinic counselors are talking about this issue of women being forced to have abortions. Mm -hmm. And they're all agreeing that they deal with women in this situation every day, mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. And they just ignore it. And one of these women actually said, look, I have a problem. She said, I've, I've dealt with clients who have told me that they don't want to do this, but that someone else is forcing them, mm -hmm. a husband or yeah. a boyfriend or yeah. whoever. And she says, I don't want to do it, but I've agreed to it because they're forcing me to. And this clinic director, clinic counselor, actually said, I have a problem with that, but, but if she has now caved into the pressure and mm -hmm. has agreed to have the abortion, then she's giving her consent. And nobody jumped on her. Other people even kind of chimed in and saying, well, yeah, that's, that's what we have to deal with. It's basically just justifying how they can turn a blind eye and take the money. Yep, and push their political agenda. So they know about the problem. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt that they know about the problem. You know, these people talk about what great counselors they are. If I was a counselor in an abortion clinic and you're putting me in front of a woman who's being forced to have that abortion against her will, mm -hmm. don't tell me I won't know that. Yeah. Don't tell me I won't figure that out. So don't tell me they don't figure it out too. They know. Mm -hmm. They just choose to look the other way because there's lots of money in looking the other way and there's political power in looking the other way. But here's the big question, Sarah, and we did a report here on this issue. 
What happens when these sexually irresponsible and sexually predatory males that support legalized abortion, what happens when they get somebody pregnant and the person they get pregnant refuses to have an abortion? Yeah, this is a really good point. And anybody who's experiencing abortion coercion should really take this seriously because you don't know how far this could be taken. Well, we have a report out on hidden violence under the radar violence. And the reason why it's hidden is why, Mark? <laughs> but, yeah, because the abortion industry hides it. And the media. They, and the media. They try not to report on this stuff. But we did a survey, and understand that we're just a tiny little pro-life group mm -hmm. have no money to do this, not like some big government-funded multi-million dollar study. Mm -hmm. We found hundreds of cases mm -hmm. of women being forced to have abortions. We took just the ones in which the woman was killed for refusing to have abortions. We didn't even use the ones of women who were just, you know, got the hell beat out of them or wound up in the nursing home, wound up in a nursing home or something like that. We didn't even count those. We just counted the ones that were killed. And some of the women in these reports, they're in their teens. They're kids. Mm -hmm. And we came up with about a hundred mm -hmm. that we actually report. We came up with a lot more than that, but some yeah. of them, there were questionable things in the, in the report that we got. We weren't able to get all the details, yeah. the details from the police report or the autopsy that we had. But we come up with about 100. And you read these reports, and you can go online and read them on our website. Yeah, I'll and, put the link to that in the description. And um, it's horrifying, the number of women that are being killed because they refuse to have abortions. And if you say, well, okay, we found about 100 or so. But what you have to understand is that if you take a 1,000 women mm -hmm. who are being forced or being attempted to be forced by their significant other or whoever it might be to have an abortion, and they're being threatened with their life, mm -hmm. they're being told, if you don't have this abortion, I'll kill you. Mm -hmm. I'll kill you and the baby. And we heard a lot of that sort of thing. If you have a 1,000 women in that situation today, 995 of them are going to go along with it. I mean, if I stop people on the street and put a gun at their head and say, do X, whatever X might be, mm -hmm. 99 out of 100 of them are going to do it. Yep. And so that means that the 100 or so that we found are that tiny little fraction who okay. refused. The vast majority of them that were threatened with their life went ahead and did it, and you never heard about them. You'll never you, know about it. You never heard from them. You don't know who they are. Their stories just get totally buried. And by the way... The person that forces them to have an abortion does not have to live with the guilt. She has to live with it. Mm -hmm. Well, and the person forcing them may not necessarily be the significant other. That's another point we need to make, too. Right. right. Sometimes it can be parents of the girl. Sometimes it can be parents of the person who impregnated her. Well, that's a big problem. Mm -hmm. uh, we found a lot of times where the person being forced is being forced by the mother of the boy who got her pregnant. Mm -hmm. You see this especially among teenagers. Mm -hmm. We had one of those cases right here in Denton that we dealt with. This boy had gotten this girl pregnant, and he didn't necessarily push for the abortion. It was his mother. Mm -hmm. She was really adamant about it. And uh, we had to get the police involved. And yes. Yeah. That's and bad. It was interesting because when the Denton County Sheriff's Department showed up at her door asking her about this, all the pressure went away. Shocking how that works, isn't it? Isn't it amazing? They were threatening to put her <laughs> suddenly, in jail. Suddenly, she could get a hold of herself. And that's the thing that I think we need to be pushing for any females out there mm -hmm. who may be listening to this, who may be in the situation where somebody is threatening them. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what would your advice be to somebody who is experiencing abortion coercion? Well, first off, I'd go to the police. It's illegal. 
And it doesn't matter. If you're a minor, your parents can't force you to have an abortion. Mm -hmm. That's correct. So you need to bring the police into the deal or call Life Dynamics. We'll help you. We have ways to deal with this. Also, talk to a crisis pregnancy center. We have a form that we use, and we mm -hmm. make it available free of charge mm -hmm. to crisis pregnancy centers, and we've used this thing hundreds of times over the years. It works. It always works. Mm -hmm. And it's a form that they use if they have somebody that's being threatened to have an abortion, they can use this form mm -hmm. and alert the proper authorities, and we show them how to do that and how mm -hmm. to go about it. And I just want to mention, you don't have to be associated with a crisis pregnancy center. If you're just a sidewalk counselor or you're a person who knows that this is happening, you can use the form too. Just give us a call and we can tell you how to use it. Yeah, we'll tell you how to use it. And it works because what these people that are forcing these women to have abortions, in most cases, mm -hmm. they're wanting silence and privacy. Mm -hmm. They want secret abortions. They don't want well-known abortions. Yeah. And they don't want other people being involved in it. And they sure don't want law enforcement being involved in it. Mm -hmm. So we know this thing works. We've saved hundreds of babies over the years. You and I got a call, mm -hmm. oh, it was probably about a year ago, a woman that we had helped at a CPC. She had a girl that was being forced to have an abortion. Mm -hmm. By her mother. By her mother. And um, the girl was just adamant that she didn't want to do it. This girl was very, very upset. And we told the lady at the CPC how to deal with it. She got one of our force forms. She used it the way we told her to use it. Mm -hmm. Law enforcement was notified, I believe. Yeah, they were. And it turned out the girl did not have the abortion. And mm -hmm. she now has her baby. Mm -hmm. And she had come back to the CPC, the Crisis Pregnancy Center, to show them her baby. And the woman was so excited about it, she called us and said, this baby was born a couple mm -hmm. of weeks ago, I think it was. And I just want to let you know, because you guys helped us with the force form, and we used it, and it worked. And, and she, that baby, including the mother of the teen girl, was the light of everyone's life. Was the life. center of the, of the house. Mm -hmm. And she said, our whole family revolves around this baby. I wonder if that woman, that mom who was pushing her, mm -hmm. if she's got any guilt. My view, and I know this sounds would, harsh, I'm not sure I'd want her around that baby. She was sitting there saying just a few months ago that this baby had no right to life. I'm ready to kill this baby. And now I want to babysit? Not happening, sunshine. I can understand that, but I can also understand the power of love and grace. Because I'm sure down the road, I would hope at least, that grandmother looking at that baby would be thinking, I cannot believe that I advocated and tried to get my daughter to, yeah. to snuff out this child's I life. I hope so. And maybe I'm just... Um, <laughs> cynical about this or something. I I just have a hard time with someone one day saying, let's kill this baby mm -hmm. and I'm going to force you to kill the baby and we're going to do this in secret. Nobody's going to know about it. And then all of a sudden, oh my, look at my beautiful grandchild. I know that happens and God can do anything and I'm sure he'd be more forgiving than I would. I think God's probably a better person than me. But <laughs> Or what about the people out there who have found out that a loved one who, you know, has been part of their lives tried to advocate for them to be aborted? You know, that's yeah. That's something that can carry a lot of pain and grief over. Well, I remember us having an article here not too long ago of a woman who she's a hardcore feminist pro abort and all this. And she's writing an article that got picked up mm -hmm. and published around the country about how she wishes now she could go back and have an abortion. She says, I love my daughter, but if I had it to do over again, I'd have an abortion. Wow. And I'm thinking, what does that little girl think when she hears her mother say that? Yeah. And see, this kind of goes to mm -hmm. the destruction of maternal instincts. That's what abort legalized abortion has done. And I think it's had an effect 
on every woman, not just women who have abortions or that are pro-abortion. Mm-hmm. I think it has to have some effect at some level yeah. on every woman. And we see evidence all the time of women having lowered maternal instincts. Mm-hmm. I think a piece of advice that we should give to anybody is if you're going to get in a relationship with someone, you need to know what their position on abortion is. Right. Because if there's an unplanned pregnancy, that's the time when you need to know what that other person's going to do. Yes, every woman needs to find this out. You don't want to find out that the person who impregnated you mm-hmm. is a raging pro-abort and is going to force you to have abortion. You don't want to find that out after you're pregnant. You want to find that out before mm-hmm. and send him down the road. But the other side of that coin is, and we've dealt with this issue right here as well. Mm-hmm. If you're a guy and you think it's all fun and games to just be sexually promiscuous with your girlfriend or with other girls or whatever, and you get a girl pregnant who's a pro-abort and you're pro-life, mm-hmm. she can kill your baby and you've got nothing you've to got say about no it. You've got no legal recourse. You've got nothing to say. It's none of your business. Yeah. And we have had men call in here. I think you've even talked to a couple of them and just... They're heartbroken. They're devastated. They're They're, saying, my girlfriend's scheduled an abortion. How can I stop this? It's my baby, too. And you have to tell them, I'm sorry. There's nothing nothing you can do. Right. It's an unbelievable situation that we get into in this particular situation where we tell men, these babies are none of your business. Yeah. Your child is none of your business. And then we turn around and say, I wonder why men are abandoning their responsibilities to children. Really? How can something that's none of your business be your responsibility? Yeah, exactly. So if she decides to have an abortion, that's none of your business. Mm-hmm. But if she decides to have the baby born alive rather than born dead... But now it's your responsibility. Now it's your responsibility. Mm-hmm. How do you reconcile all that? Yeah. You and know, men carry this grief around. And you know, because abortion is painted as a woman's issue instead of a human rights issue, men get left out of this. And so they've been carrying some of the grief and pain of legalized abortion for how many years now? Yeah, almost 50 years. Almost 50 years. Yeah, we've dealt with these guys. I can remember one of the first ones I ever dealt with. I was actually dealing with the mother Mm -hmm. of a teenage boy who had gotten this girl pregnant. And she was being coerced by her family to have an abortion. He and his family wanted the baby. They had even agreed Mm -hmm. that they would sign legal documents saying that she had no legal responsibility once the baby was born. She could terminate her parental rights and they were fine with that. And the boy would, and his parents would raise this baby. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't even hear it. And they did end up having an abortion. So I don't care if you're male or female. Mm -hmm. If you're having sex with somebody, you better find out what their position on abortion is. If you think it won't come up as a big deal, just wait. Mm-hmm. You know, you're very naive if you don't think that this can come back and bite you because it can. What would you say to a teen girl who says, my mom or my dad or my parents trying to get them to have abortion and you tell them to get the police involved and they're like, well, I don't want to do that to my parents. I don't want to get them in trouble. What, what would you say to that? Well, I'd still say call us, mm-hmm. go to our website, get the force form or contact a CPC and let somebody else handle all the nitty gritty work. But mm-hmm. I would ask that girl. If you're refusing this abortion 99% of the time, it's because you know that's a baby. That's why these women are upset afterward, like the girl you had the tape of a minute ago. Mm-hmm. There's only one reason that she's so upset, yeah. because she knows that was a baby. Mm-hmm. What are you willing to do to protect your baby? Mm-hmm. But you've got to make a decision. 
If you don't want to take these steps, let somebody else take them for you. And there's plenty of people out there. If they call us and they say, well, I'd like to get somebody local, we'll help them find mm -hmm. a local crisis pregnancy center. or There's yeah. somebody in, in nearby that will help them with that. But, what about somebody who is a friend and knows about this is happening to their friend? What can they do or what should they do? They should get with their friend. You mean the friend's pregnant? And the, yeah, the friend's forced, pregnant and being coerced. And say, look, I, there's a way around this. You don't have to do this. Mm -hmm. Don't let them tell you that you have to do this. And I think the main thing is to let these women know and let these young girls know you're in control of this situation. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to be forced to have an abortion, you don't have to be forced to have an abortion. Well, and just telling them, look, no matter what happens, I'm here for you. You know, we will figure this out. You will get through this. Right. Making sure that person knows that they are not alone and they've got support can make all the difference. A hundred percent of the difference. And we've seen this. Mm -hmm. Just alerting people. You don't have to go past the alerting people. Yeah. The second that these you you'd forcers, be surprised how much a little bit of sunlight yeah. will change the whole situation. Yeah, we have seen so many cases where these I'll call them forcers, the people that are trying to force this. The second they find out that they've lost control of the privacy and the secrecy, they back off. Yeah. They back down. So if you know a girl that's being forced, mm -hmm. first off, talk to your parents about it. Yeah, exactly. And then if you get help there, that's great. If you don't, check out our website. Mm -hmm. Call us about the force form, how we use that. Yeah, and if anybody has any questions, they can always give us a call. Absolutely. Or the local crisis pregnancy center. And if they're not aware of the Life Dynamics force form to have them call us, mm -hmm. we will take care of it. But you don't have to be forced to have an abortion. That's the main thing you have to understand. Please, please share this episode with everyone that you know, because this is an incredibly important issue that faces so many women. Before we leave, let me make a point here. If the abortion industry's figures are right mm -hmm. about the number of women that are forced to have an abortion, mm -hmm. that means if we eliminate force from the situation, you, we drop the abortion rate by half. At least. At least. I think that's a very minimal estimate. I think it's I way think it more than too. that. I yeah. think it is too. But even by their estimates, mm -hmm. we drop it by half if we take force out of the equation. Yeah. Anyway, that's all the time we have. Mm -hmm. Share the episode with everyone and make sure that you and your friends follow the podcast for more great information like this. Oh, and by the way, our latest newsletter just went out this week. Mm -hmm. The Pro-Life Voice yep. with original articles and content you can't get anywhere else. That's right. And if you'd like to get a copy of it, just let us know. We have a link that we'll put in the description where you can sign up. You can either get it sent to you in the mail or you can get a electronic version sent to your email in PDF. Either way, it's good information. Anyway, till next Thursday, remember Life Dynamics is not here to put up a good fight. Mm -mm, we're here to win. Because winning is how the killing stops. We'll talk to you next week. Bye guys.